Hi everyone, welcome to today's discussion. And uh, the discussion that we're having today is on China-Africa relations. And the topic that we're discussing is on the much debated topic of whether the financing of projects by China to Africa will lead to a debt trap and what that looks like. And we will go through like a bit of information around that, like what's the financing look like, what what are, what's the structure of the loans that China is giving to Africa, and then explore more on like the reasons why the whole debate of the debt trap started. And with us today is Patricia. Patricia, if you introduce yourself, and then we'll get started. Hi, Christine. Thank you very much for introducing me. Um, let me just give a brief introduction of myself. Um, my name is Patricia Natavi Chirumira, a Los Ugandan lawyer, and I studied for about four years in China, uh, international law for my master's. So since then, I've been very passionate about researching the dynamics between China and Africa relations, especially on the legal side, and trying to um, assess and see how this relationship is evolving and creating and changing this new um, a new environment in the global um, international law, international economic, especially uh, system. So that is my area of interest and I'm very happy to be here okay. today and share with you my ideas. Okay, thanks a lot, Patricia. And it's very nice to have you as always. Anyone who has a question, you can you can post it and or chat it to Patricia and she will help us. So we will go through quite a bit of like common things and common uh, arguments and rhetoric about China and Africa. Patricia, first of all, like just to begin with on like uh, the debt financing and its sustainability and what seems to be like a vicious cycle that Africa goes through to be getting debt financing or grants, whether from China or anyone else? Is it just a vicious cycle that Africa seems to be going on and this time around it's China who it's dancing with? Or what are your thoughts around that? I think my thoughts around that is that it's not new. Sovereign debt is something that is not new, especially in the global economic system. Countries are always in debt of some sort. You know, the never have enough money to meet some of their development or economic de development goals. So they will have to go somewhere else to borrow it, you know, to, to finance these projects, these economic policies that they have, that they can accomplish if options of finding money at home fail. So they'll look somewhere else, either internally or externally. And for low-income countries where they have a very small pool of internal financial resources, they'll always look outside their boundaries. So they'll look at the developing world because they're the ones who have the excess, the, the, the excess resources. They have much bigger, you know, banks and they can supply this, this money. Unfortunately, the conditions and the terms they give them in terms of um, disbursement or in terms of um, paying back this loan, sometimes they will not be able to meet them. 
because of all kinds of reasons. So you'll find that the people who are giving them the money, that when the time comes to pay it back, they are the ones to forgive them. But in order to be able to meet the goals they haven't yet met, because they are still in debt, these same people will have to give money to African countries in order to continue to sustain it. So you're kind of like, we are kind of like dancing around each other, like how you put it very poetically, that you're in each other's orbit in that sense. So changing from one creditor to another is not very surprising for African countries because they have found that they need to widen the pool for financial assistance because now before you know the states the united states are creditors the the developing world they had a certain kind of idea of the purpose they had for giving money to african countries especially when they were getting out of the decolonization state they had a, a purpose they had to stabilize these countries that were in in some sort of political instability that Poverty was really ravaging African countries. So they had to give them money to become stable, to integrate them within the global economic structure because they needed them. They needed the resources they had. And in order to access those resources, these governments had to be stable. They had to have some kind of stability in order to, you know, be able to legitimately get the resources they needed from African countries. But as they progressed, they, they found that they didn't really need African countries and African government. So they would become a bit, you know, a bit conceited about giving money to African countries, thereby giving them conditionalities to access these, mm. these loans or these finances. So African countries had to look elsewhere. And here was China offering this money. So we're just, we are just changing our you know, a dance partner, like you were saying. So we are moving on to another dance partner. So we are seeing that we are getting indebted to China, mm-hmm. but then China is the one that's forgiving our loans and also giving us more money. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't change. Yeah. Okay, uh, this is quite interesting. Maybe I don't, we're not changing the song. Maybe we're just changing the dance partner. I'm not even sure we're changing the yes. style of dance. We're just like, just changing the partners. <laughs> So, but then a, exactly. a common thing that people ask, and you may not have the full answers, is that what are the motives of China? What's the motive that's making China be this friendly towards Africa and want to give loans and want to join this dance? What's, what, what is it in for China? So China, from the get-go, they will say that their motives are purely commercial. Though they they try, when you look at the the politics around development financing towards African countries on both sides, you'll see that on the the developed countries side, they'll keep on saying that they are giving development aid. You know, they they define it as these loans that are uh, consensual and they are consensual terms. They have longer maturity terms. They have low interest rates, but they come with very many conditions and they require governments to meet them before they give them this money. 
So on the other hand, China tries to distance itself from the approach mm-hmm. that developed countries take. Mm-hmm. You know, it will say that its motives are purely guided by its foreign policy towards African countries on the standpoint of being, having been, being, um, still is a developing country, as they say, they categorize themselves that it's solidarity. We have to stand by each other. We have to support each other. Therefore, we should be strong together. You know, we should keep up with this by not being brought down to the level of beggars. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we should keep our relations ruled by market principles, Mm -hmm. you know, by commercial terms. Mm -hmm. So you'll see that their motives they'll say are very commercial. So this will dictate the kind of development finance, the angle it takes. So you will see that the development finance is mostly targeted towards resources, Mm -hmm. getting resources and building infrastructure and projects, large scale projects in order to boost economic development in the developing world. So you will see large amounts of money being given and supporting large infrastructure projects. So they will not say that their financial uh, support is aid because then it will put it within the category of official development assistance, which itself has its own conditions that have to be met if you're putting it under the definition of ODA, which um, the OECD Mm -hmm. gives for consensual funding. Mm-hmm. So it has to meet a certain certain standard, certain interest rate, certain standards. So because China is not a member of the OECD, it cannot comply with these terms. It will not be suitable in its in its commercial goals or in its policy towards Africa. So it will say that, you know, we'll cut, we'll make sure that we approach this financial assistance with your financial provision to you, not on the aid side, but commercial. But when you look at these loans, really, mm-hmm. and the rates they all set, sometimes if you're looking purely at official bilateral financing that China does with governments in Africa, mm-hmm. the, the loans are, are kind of subsidized, you know, they are, they are, they are cut okay. short. Mm-hmm. So the difference of that, you can say it is aid. Okay. So even in their terms that they put in the policies, like the FOCAC mm-hmm. policy, they will say that will give you no interest loans mm-hmm. or will forgive loans after a certain period of time, that does qualify as aid to a certain extent. But then the amazing thing about China, loans from China, is that they're not always just government. They'll come through banks, commercial credit, export credit banks, development banks, uh, private Mm -hmm. companies and enterprises that are supported by the government but still operate on their own terms. So for those kinds of loans, they operate at a market you know, market rates. So their interest rates are a bit higher than what the government, the official government will give countries. So that is the area, the gray area where usually African countries will struggle with, you know, that area where it verges on private 
you know, mm. private lending rather than official, you know, state-to-state lending. So mm. it, it's kind of like that gray area. So that is why you find that the motives of China change. You know, they'll go from being, you know, following the pr- principles of non-interference with the state, internal state matters, so we cannot dictate to you conditions on which to pay back the loans. So you, you have to implement democracy like the West does, or it will say this is economic, you know, mutual benefit, things like that. So it will, you know, it will go into the much more commercial. So it's it's a bit vague, the mm-hmm. reasons and the motives that are there. The, it, it's That's where the rulemaking starts to get confused and countries suffer. Mm. So you yeah. get that sense from there. Okay. Yeah. So if I may, I may try and explain what China like tries to argue is that we are almost now doing business with a friend so that now uh, they're yes. not fully uh, like your you know, like your boss or someone who is coming on the ground that we are more superior than you. What they're saying is that we are coming yes. to you as your friend, but then we, let's mm. trade, you know. So it's like a kind of friendship where, you know, like we are doing business together, which is unlike when another developed country is coming and is imposing certain conditions to you as if they are your big yes. brother. And uh, what they're saying is that yes. uh, the way you've been behaving, we don't like it. We need you to govern yourself a bit, you know, like a bit better. And we're giving you this money, but then, you know, you need to govern yourself better, you know. So I think uh, yes. maybe that's the distinction that there is. And as you put it, this has brought a lot of suspicion. And because maybe it's not the norm. It's not how other Western uh, other Western countries normally give aid or give a development finance to Africa. It's a different approach, which mm-hmm. I think comes with its own suspicions. But then also the point you make, especially on like a Chinese tycoon who decides uh, that they want to give a lot of money to an African country to fight COVID, you know, like because they they do that also. And uh, again, yes. it's the knowing that it's always, it's aid that's coming from a private individual, but the individual owes one of the biggest, let's say, digital tech uh, company in China and they're giving this aid to Africa, yeah. sometimes it's just questionable because you wonder, like, why would the CEO of Alibaba give that much to Kenya to fight COVID? You know, like, you almost want to question what strings they are attached to it. Uh, 